Good evening. Good evening. We'll call the meeting of the Liberty County Board of Commission to order, Mr. Meeting. Mr. Brown has a meeting been properly advertised. Yes, sir, it has. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, there's no one here from the Ministerial uh, Association. Let's stand. I believe it's in our prayer. Follow Bob Taylor. <coughs> Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you now for allowing us to come. We thank you for your hand in all that we do. We thank you for your guidance to this point as we consider the budget adoption, all those things that are part of that process. Thank you for these persons giving their time and talent to make Liberty County a better place. We ask you now that you would bless our leaders. We ask you to bless Commissioner Walden and his family. Bless other families who uh, may be um, going through a uh, special prayer to the family who uh, the graduate from Bradwell who went home to a fire at the graduation just the other day. And uh, I know there are other students who were lost too, so our prayers for strength for their families. Bless us as we move forward to uh, do what is pleasing in that sight. Give us our uh, ever-loving care and guidance. Bless the sick and the shut-in, mankind everywhere. Do that, we will be careful give you all the honor, glory, and praise. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 I pledge allegiance to the flag. United States of America. Of America. And to the Republic. Which it stands. With liberty. You're going to always have a little lag, Commissioner Walton. You should have kept on. You were coming through loud and clear. Just as a note, too, I guess it's for reporting now, too, that Commissioner Walden is attending by phone. Okay. Glad to have you. Thank you, sir. <coughs> All right. Uh, approval of the minutes for the, for the month of May. There are two sets of meetings that will require our approval, May 4th <coughs> and May 20th. Mr. Chairman, I make a motion we approve the minutes from our May 4th and May 20th meeting. Second. Motion and second. We approve the meetings from May 4th and May 20th. Within this correction, they're being in discussion. <coughs> All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Those opposed? All right. Aye. Thank you, sir. Public hearing, fiscal year 2022. 20, <coughs> Ms. Kim McLaughlin, we are to this point. We are to this point. To this point. Go ahead, uh, Mr. Chairman, if we can, just make a motion to second even there's no oh. attendance to go into public. Even though that's okay. Are we going to entertain questions? We are. We're going to monitor on Facebook. Facebook? Okay. A post out there okay. to ask people to watch and submit their questions. And All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you can... Um, Chat <laughs> your questions, put them in the chat box, and we'll try to answer those if you have any. Chair, turn the motion to go out of regular session in the public hearing for uh, budget hearing. So move. Second. Second. All in favor? Raise your right hand. Okay, we're now in the public <coughs> hearing for budget. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, we are here today to discuss um, your proposed <coughs> fiscal year 2022 general fund budget. Um, we've worked hard on this for the past couple of months. We've worked very long days trying to whittle away at what we hope will be your final budget. Now, the adoption is actually June 17th, so even though we're proposing and we're showing you the recommended budget, you can still make changes before the final adoption on the 17th, so I just <coughs> want to remind everybody of that. So let's take a look at where we started. Uh, your original budget request 
came in at over $50 million. We worked and worked and made about nine point, almost 9.6 million worth of cuts to land at a proposed general fund budget of a little more than $41 million. It's scary because when I first started here in 2002, I think our general fund budget was around 12 million. Mm -hmm. So we are now up over 40 million <coughs> for our general fund budget. That's how much this county has grown. Um, again, your proposed budget is 41 million. Your current budget for this year is 38.8 million. That does include the $3.1 million amendment that you did at your last May mid-month meeting. So that's how we came up to the 38.8. <coughs> so your budget increase is about 5.66% for almost $2.2 million increase. Let's look at the revenues collectively. Um, we've grouped these together, but uh, if you have any specific questions, I'll be more than happy to answer them. Um, of course, you see the largest area is in general property taxes. Um, your local option sales tax continues to do phenomenal. <coughs> um, I looked at lost and T or splossed and T splossed again, <laughs> coming in at over what we budgeted. So they're holding steady. Um, couple of your other revenues, one that went down significantly is your intergovernmental revenues, and that's only because this year included the CARES money, which was a little over a million. So that's why you see that big drop in that particular line item, because the million dollars that we receive from the CARES Act is included in this year's intergovernmental <coughs> revenue. Your other financing sources dropped some. It, it actually um, dropped. Thank you. What, <coughs> It, um, because we have taken the Recreation Department, which normally includes about a $1.4 million operating transfer, we've taken all of Recreation and we've put that into the general fund. So you will no longer have an operating transfer out to Recreation. They will operate, we will receive revenues into the general fund and all expenses <clears throat> will be recorded in the general fund. So your other financing sources um, decreased because we no longer have that operating transfer out. Um, just to kind of look, at, sometimes I think a picture speaks volumes, and so you can see your property taxes is basically your <coughs> meat and potatoes of your budget. This is your largest revenue line item. Your next largest is your sales and use tax, that's your local option sales tax. Then your charges for services, and then your fines and forfeitures. Those are your four largest revenue line items. So I just wanted to highlight those for That's you. That's a good slide, Kim. What's that? That's a good slide. Here's another one that kind of trends your most significant revenue. And you can see from 2012, <coughs> where we had about 14 million in property taxes, going all the way up to what we project to end up at 24 million, almost 24 million at the end of this at the end of June. So you can see how property taxes have grown, our, and, and that's good for us, because that is the largest line item. Your next line items, your next three that I talked about, you can kind of see, ha have done various things. Um, this is your local option sales tax, and you can kind of see when the economy went down, but then you can see from, <clears throat> basically from 18, on up, it continues to grow. And I really think one of the largest impacts 
was um, the online sales because that has just helped tremendously across the board. Um, you see your charges for service fluctuate a little bit. Your fines and forfeitures, they were up, they came down, and now they're heading back up in the right direction. We hope to see those continue to grow. When we look at expenditures, as you would expect, salaries and wages are your largest line item. Um, as I've mentioned before, your, <coughs> your employees are your largest asset. That is your biggest expense and it is your most valuable asset. Um, we can see too, there are a couple of other things. Capital outlay decreased because we identified very little capital to put out and, and the capital that we do have in the budget is going to be funded through the use of fund balance. And there's about 700 and, um, 748,000 in capital that we intend to use fund balance for because that is a one-time purchase, not a recurring line item. Um, your other financing uses, again, that is the operating transfer out that would have normally gone to the recreation. So that's not going to the recreation anymore. Um, the other thing also, one reason that it dropped is we had transferred out this year <coughs> close to 600000 for that fire station loan that the general fund received and then transferred out to sales tax to help with the building of that fire station. Um, here's another way to look at some of those expenses just so that you can kind of see where those expenses expenses fall um, within a function. So your public safety, of course, is your largest area, making up 44% of your budget. So public and safety includes all of your sheriff's departments, um, from your, your sheriff, your jail, your narcotics, your detectives, your school resource officer, your Flemington law, your law enforcement training. It also includes departments, uh, your new fire department that you stood up this year, uh, emergency management, uh, your coroner, animal control. Those are all considered public safety departments. Of course, your next highest one is your general government, and those are going to be all of your departments, the commissioners, the tax commissioner, the assessor's office, admin and finance, data processing, um, all of those are considered general government. And then of course your judicial, which is all of your courts, your state court, your state court judge, your superior court, your clerk of court, your probate court, your magistrate court, your juvenile court. When you look at the types of services that we have, um, there are those that are mandated by law, and those mandated services total about $25 million and make up 61% of your budget. So $25 million of your $41 million budget is mandated services. And as we know, some of those mandated services, they don't come with revenues. Um, we've discussed it before. Then you've got essential services at about $15 million and discretionary services at about $883,000. Um, I will tell you, you know, there could be some difference of opinion between essential and discretionary. Uh, mandated is clear. It's black and white. But when you get into essential and discretionary, you might have differing views. For a long time, we considered fire to be discretionary. In the last couple of years, we have made that an essential service. So here are those services, and you can see some of those services that are well, all of the services are mandated, then you can see what we classify as essential. 
and then discretionary. In this budget, there are some additional personnel and their benefits. Um, we've got areas, general government, judicial, public safety, public works, and then there is money in there for longevity and for potential merit to be distributed um, after half a year, again, after <coughs> successful evaluation is done. And as I mentioned before, here are the capital items that will be approved. Um, and again, they are going to be covered by the use of fund balance. A couple of issues to remember when you consider your 22 budget. Um, is to continue to fulfill your obligation for countywide fire services. You started that process. You wanted to finish it. We put on 18 full-time firefighters. This budget includes an additional 18 firefighters that will be hired staggered the same way we did this year. Um, there will be a transition of EMS operations to a county function. Right now, EMS is under the umbrella of the hospital authority. They will move over and become a county department and fall under your guidance. Uh, we will continue to monitor all of the general fund revenues. And then we will also consider the use of the American Rescue Plan funds, which we are still learning about. Um, I just watched another webinar last week about the potential uses and things to stay away from and things to try and plan for. Um, then your digest growth, the real growth versus the reassessed growth. Um, whenever you have reassessed growth, then you have to determine, are you going to roll the millage rate back? Or are you going to keep that reassessed growth? How much real growth will there be versus the reassessed growth? And just to know that these budget recommendations are based on our best estimates at this point in time, and that once the digest is available for review, you may need to come back and do some revisions, as you have in the past. <coughs> and then finally, we will continue to monitor the expenditures and adhere to your fund balance policy and your budget policy. We'll continue to pursue cost reduction initiatives anytime we're able to, eliminating overtime if we have to, um, monitoring contracts for the most cost-effective arrangements. These are all things that we normally do anyway. We will continue to do. Um, and I'll remind you again, your fund balance policy says to maintain a fund balance within three to seven months worth of um, operational, undesignated, unreserved fund balance, three to seven months worth of operational expenditures. You've been able to do that ever since we've implemented that policy, um, which allows us to use it for things like capital, one-time purchase capital. When you have a healthy fund balance that starts to grow, you do need to use it. You don't need to build it up so high. Um, so this is a great way to use it, is a one-time purchase. And that's all I have, unless somebody has specific questions or comments that I can answer. If you will, please, Commissioner Jones is new here, talk about the um What's the word I want to use? Um, rolling back. So <clears throat> whenever you have reassessed growth, basically what that's saying is the value of your property has increased. So if you were to take the same millage rate that you had last year and apply it to a newer, higher value, reassessed value, 
you're going to generate more tax revenue, even if you keep the millage rate the same. So what the, um, what the law says is that you have to roll that millage rate back equivalent to the amount of that tax increase unless you advertise a millage increase and hold three public hearings and talk about how that impacts your revenue and why you're keeping, um, even though you're not increasing the millage <coughs> rate itself, why you have to hold those public hearings because if you have reassessed growth and you apply the same millage rate, you're going to generate more tax revenue. So if you're going to do that, you have to advertise it as a tax increase and you have to give the public time to um, input their comments and questions about that. And that can be difficult to explain, my brother. <laughs> it, it, it can. It's challenging to explain. It can. Um, and then the, uh, I'm reminded another part of that is as, as commissioners, then we, that's a tool that we have that we can use, but you have to be careful and look at the big picture of your budget because you don't want to, as Kim said, um, have a detrimental effect on your fund balance so that <clears throat> when you need something, <clears throat> you don't have funds to get it. But you, have, but you use your bragging rights. Well, we roll it back. We roll it back. <laughs> and then in the budget, you don't have funds to do some things you need to do. You know, so, so, you know, you want to be careful how you use that. Be careful how you use that. It's, it's a good tool, but... Right. And, and it is hard to understand. It's hard to explain to somebody, well, we, we're not increasing the millage. We're, we're holding the millage the same. Millage is going to be the same. But yes, you're probably going to pay more taxes if your house increased in value, mm -hmm. if the assessed value increased. Mm -hmm. so. Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Kim, uh, Clint, could you go back to uh, the, the list of the discretionary right there? What, where is, is recreation on there? Oh, okay, it's essential. Okay. There. Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. yeah. Any questions for Ms. McLaughlin? Should we get anything from our Facebook viewers? No? Not a thing. Yeah, you wow. must have did an outstanding Crystal job. Clear. Crystal you clear. did a good job. <laughs> Crystal clear. Crystal clear. All right, as you said, we have one more opportunity to look at it before we adopt it. Um, I'm not sure there's anybody stopped by the office to, to, to look at the information. I, I honestly wouldn't know. Yeah. I'm stuck back in my corner, but, and I, <laughs> if but, they've come and previewed it, yeah. they've done it in the, in the front office. The opportunity is still there. Mm -hmm. They need to do that between <clears> now and our mid-month meeting they can. Right. Mission right. everybody's good. Okay. That that budget's actually also online. Online. Okay. You can you can see the budget document online as Power well. Power of technology. Yeah. Mission Gillard. Well, no, Joy. Do we need to go back and correct that, those minutes? I was going to bring that up after we finish. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. That's fine. Thank All you. Right. Okay. Good. All right. Chair, take a motion to come out of public hearing back in the regular session. So move. Second. All in favor. All right. Back in the regular session. Okay. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim. You discovered something in the minute, sir? Yes, sir. Mr. Chairman, he, um, and I apologize because uh, it was actually on the May 20th, 20th meeting uh, when you considered Budget Amendment 01 2021. Um, it reflects that the board unanimously approved oh, no. the Budget Amendment. Right. He, he, he did. He did. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Need a motion to make that? A, a motion to accept the amendment to the minutes mm -hmm. to reflect correction. Okay. You going to make that motion, sir? Yes. I move, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> Will you second it? Second. <laughs> motion second. We make that amendment to the uh, to the minutes as noted by our county administrator. All in favor? Say aye, Eddie. Aye. 
Yeah. All right. Tell you what, Gary, you got him trained. <laughs> <laughs> Ordinance Amendment 30-7. Hello, sir. Evening, everybody. Evening. I think everyone has a, a copy of the ordinance before them, but uh, in response to some uh, dangerous ATV activity <coughs> in county parks, the Recreation Department asks that we present this ordinance to you, which effectively uh, prohibits the use of motor vehicles of any kind, whether it's truck, car, ATV, tractor, motorcycle, you name it, in county parks, unless it's within driveways or parking areas approved for motor vehicles, or unless it's otherwise expressly approved by the Recreation Department, say, for example, in connection with a, a, a car show or something of that kind. But the ordinance before you is fairly simple. Again, it just prohibits the unauthorized use of any motor vehicle in county parks. Okay. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. And some of you may know about the incidences that I'm talking about, but uh, you know, I think particularly in the um, Flemington area, in those parks, there's mm -hmm. been some dangerous ATV activity. Mm -hmm. Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Did, uh, was there an issue one time about um this type of vehicles being in, um, like on county roads as well? There was, yes, sir. Okay, do we have an ordinance for that? There's no ordinance. I mean, you could have authorized limited use of ATVs on county roads, but <clears throat> in the absence of an, of an ordinance authorizing it, it's prohibited, so. Okay, well, I, I, was, I was thinking, you know, when you talk about the parks, and um, one of the parks in my district is, um, is homes, uh, is the park in Homestown, mm -hmm. and, um, I'm just trying to think of some behind the basketball court um, toward the ditch. There's some kind of like an open area. And then um, behind the, but to the, if you're facing the pavilion from the road to the right of the pavilion, there's a, a kind of an open area over there. And I, I guess um, to enforce that, you would have to know the, the boundaries of the park it's not fenced in i mean you know we got a i think it's two ramps there's one down beyond the basketball court and it's one right there by the pavilion but the the area of the park is i mean it's got the basketball court it's got the pavilion it's got a defined playground area with landscape tempers around it but it's it's kind of open um and you know they, they ride i see them riding four wheelers on the road down there um yep. So that, that would mean that a guy ride his four-wheeler to the park, he can't even park it over there by the basketball court. Yeah, I mean, he can't even take it on there, according to, to this. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if the vehicle's licensed for, you know, public street transportation, it could mm -hmm. be. I guess okay. some, some uh, off-road vehicles are even, auth or even authorized for street purposes, but generally ATVs wouldn't be allowed. You're right. Okay. And again, it only applies to county parks or areas owned or operated by the county for recreation purposes. It doesn't have anything to do with public rights of way as of now. Okay. And of course, enforcement's another issue. You know, I think right. probably the yeah, recreation department anticipates posting signs prohibiting mm -hmm. the use. Mm -hmm. Then if, you know, there's anyone who <clears throat> violates it, uh, if there's an obvious violation, they'll probably take some measure. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, at um, James Brown Park, I mean, you know, you, you got the interest off Patriots and the interest off Tupelo. And even though it's not a fenced-in park, it is pretty well defined that once you get off of those, I think Patriots is a county road, Tupelo up to the bridge is a city, city street. But um, inside of that, you know, once you cross that canal, in essence, you're, you're in the park, and the park is bordered around the back by the track. So you shouldn't have a, um, 
a four-wheeler type vehicle anywhere in there. You know, that that's kind of defined, but I think some of the other parks are kind of kind of open. They are. Um, yes, sir. I mean, uh, Miller Park. You know, Miller Park has a, a road that goes beside it up between the park and the... The convenience center? The convenience center. Yes, sir. You know, so... Okay. But you're right, it would require some signage at the very least. I think that's their, that's their plan, yes. <laughs> at, least, at least with respect to the parts that present yeah. the most uh, yeah. danger right so now. So tell me this, so, so we're, the county is at liability to someone get hurt or hurt someone on our property with the, one of these vehicles? No, I mean, that's one of the other benefits of prohibiting it as well. Yeah. You know, if you, if you allow that sort of use, uh, especially but, uh, if it's I mean, expressly authorized, you may have some liability, but I doubt it. In, in these situations, no. Yeah. I mean, sovereign immunity would protect you. Okay. Uh, but it's just one further step to insulate yourself from liability. Okay. And uh, criticism. You know, I can anticipate some parents, uh, yeah. if their child were injured by riding an ATV in a county mm -hmm. park, they would have maybe some questions with the county as to why it wasn't in a safer You condition. know how we get those things that come, they sue everybody and yes. their grandmother. Yes. Yeah. But no, you wouldn't have any liability. Okay. You know, I have seen it, and you know, the public they they do seem to um, abide by the 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 dog. You know, no dogs at the park, and the, I think it's smoking as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I you know, when the times I do go down, there, I don't see people down there. I um, see more dogs in restaurants than I have at the baseball. Field. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're right. I think this is a problem with parks that are more open. And probably outside the Hinesville city limits, but mm -hmm. still a problem to my understanding. Mm -hmm. Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Um, just a comment, um, and I understand the need for the ordinance, why we coming up with it, but from the viewpoint or standpoint of a responsible ATV owner, um, we sort of, those <laughs> that are responsible sort of appreciate the areas, extra areas that we have to ride um, because it's limited access that we have to ride, you know, these, especially the off-road ATVs, you can't ride them on the highway. Uh, you sort of limit it to the shoulders of the road or the highway, and now we're taking away the parks, and that sort of limits our access to riding, you know, to recreation. Um, the, the reason for it, I understand, but it just sort of limits where we can ride. And I was wondering if we even gave that any thought of providing some place for those responsible <coughs> riders. Uh, do we ever consider um, the other side of that where those people that were using the parks, responsible riders, now they're gonna be shut out. Um, the effect that it's gonna have on those people. So just made that comment, and I understand the reason for it, but then there's the flip side to the coin also. Um, as I mentioned, responsible riders. So just another thought. Yes, sir, it's, it's a good point. It might be something worth mentioning to the Recreation <clears throat> Department. There are some counties that have parks that are, or at least portions of them are dedicated for ATV use and things of that kind, but uh, it's something we probably have to carefully consider, especially for the liability issues that we earlier really discussed. But it's something worth exploring, I think. Mr. Chair, uh, last year, you remember uh, I kind of mentioned that, mm -hmm. about that. 
somewhere in North Georgia. Somewhere. Right, right. Well, I, I know I know in, in North Georgia they they have a huge ATV uh, park mm-hmm. that I, I frequented a couple times, especially when I was still living in the Atlanta area. Uh, but I do agree with you, uh, Commissioner Jones. Uh, you know, I retired my ATV for a cleaner ride <laughs> on the street. Some uh, days of me getting dirty and muddy, yeah, and that too. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I just drive a sling now instead of the four-wheeler. But, uh, you know, throughout my, my years as adolescent, all, all uh, into my adulthood, you know, I, I, I rode, you know, but that's, that's a huge concern even to this day here in Liberty County. Where do you ride? And a lot of times people have to have a truck, a trailer, and go to adjacent community to be able to do that. Sort of just like how we did this weekend where everybody went somewhere else to spend their spots money, but I regress from that. But we do need to figure out a way to, you know, if, we, if we're shutting them out of, of, of these parks, which I, I do agree with from the public safety standpoint, but if we do that, we also need to figure out alternatives so they will have somewhere safe to ride. Right. So, and I think we could do both. I agree with that. All right. Is and we'll talk. Uh, I was, my question was the one in, that you referenced. Is it privately owned or is public? Uh, well, well, that one is. Uh, I think is that one's privately owned. Yeah. It'd be most a moneymaker for somebody. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, are. yeah. Mo- mo- most of those are. Yeah. Or, you know, privately owned. Uh, make it for somebody. Yeah. Where is it at? Normanville yeah. uh, yeah. Advertise. Plantation. Yeah. It's, it's in between uh, Atlanta and, and Augusta. Okay. But you could Google it. It's it's, yeah. it's a its own little city out there, though. Yeah, but they have their own. Yeah. You, uh, you've been there, too, right? They have cabins, everything. My son, yeah. Are you, yeah. They have camping mm-hmm. spots. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, uh, they open up for like a weekend. Right. That's probably. Yeah. And but that, <clears throat> They I have mean, bands or whatever. There's thousands of ATVs out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. For some reason, mine was always right. the slowest. So you yeah. asking us to. Uh, you up at age now. Yeah, I'm getting older now, man. <laughs> you know, Mr. Chairman, I'm um, just sitting here, um, and, you know, we have several parks throughout the county. But, and I'm just thinking, um, there, there are certain times with all the activities from Highway 84 all the way down to the back of uh, Lone Bell Stadium. And, you know, you're boarded by the, the pool and the basketball court on one side and then the other, the batting cage or whatever it is down on, on the other end behind the National Guard Armory. Certain times of the year, I, I can't imagine um, with all the pedestrian traffic and the vehicle traffic, I can't imagine um, anyone with a, a, a four-wheeler um, having the, the room to enjoy doing that at Stafford Park. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Miller Park is, you know, kind of off the beaten path, and um, there's not that much organized activity down there. It's a baseball field, a basketball court, a uh, playground, or what have you. And um, so if we were going to um, restrict it, I would have to think that, um, um, and even to a certain point, certain times of the, of the um of the year at James Brown. I mean, it's a lot of moving parts in there. You, you couldn't do it there, but say Gum Branch, say- um, Bride Bay Park. Bride Bay, right. um, Miller Park, you know, something like that, you, you, you may can, but I just can't imagine um, um, every baseball game and the swimming pool open this time of year. I just can't imagine anyone on a four-wheeler 
even enjoyed it at um at James Brown Park. Not I mean at um Stafford Park. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. it seems it's, it's yeah. too congested. Mm-hmm. It's too congested. Yeah. Yeah. What are they, uh, Mr. I guess we're having problems with them getting on the fields themselves and tearing them up. Yeah, the, the, uh, this particular is the, the, the park in, uh, in Flemington, mm-hmm. um, Fleming, park. actually Fleming. And, oh, the new uh, park? It was, it was just an open, open space. And I think there's a playground there mm-hmm. and ATVs were buzzing, some of the kids and other visitors to the park. Um, and it was trying to mix the two. Right. You're talking about uh, Gill Park? Mm-hmm. That was one of the, uh, the new parks that I had in mind when I made my reference to the responsible mm-hmm. drivers. Um, and I used that park responsibly. And I know other couple of other riders that <coughs> used the park also because of the expansive space that we have there at the present. And uh, proximity to the playground it doesn't infringe, one doesn't infringe on the other as far as responsible riding, but then I have seen other riders that have come out there and I guess cut up the place mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. tear it up. So uh, like I said, I understand the reasoning for it. Uh, just we gonna be limited to places that we can enjoy. And it's just the uh, <clears throat> option that maybe we could consider looking into they give the responsible riders, or even those that are not, some place that we can enjoy where we won't be so um, handicapped for spaces to ride. We'll, we'll pass along the request to the Recreation That's Department and ask them to explore the possibility of allowing it in some parts and then under what conditions and mm-hmm. where they can um, take a look at existing parts. There are some public parks mm-hmm. which uh, allow limited ATV use as well Georgia. I think on state and federal grounds, but uh, right. but they can they can look into that if you'd like. Yeah, I think that's what the commission would like. Yeah, All right. and th- this ordinance really codifies existing policy. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think the recreation department officially allows ATVs on public parks. In any event, it's just been something that's been, you know, if not condoned, it's been mm-hmm. permitted just because it hasn't been an issue to date. But, uh, sure. All right, this is a recommendation coming from uh, really from the board of recreation. Recreation items come from the Board of Rec- Recreation that we would have considered and approved this uh, ordinance. All right, we've discussed it fully. We're going to ask the, the Recreation Board Commissioner Jones to look at perhaps entertaining responsible use of right. uh, four wheelers on, on county property. Um, but as we, I was thinking as we're sitting here, we're now being uh, good, uh, what, collaborative. Commissioners and donate each other's park to help get the parks up. We don't want them tore up. Right. <laughs> we putting our tax money in to, <laughs> to make them nice. We're not trying to exclude anybody. No doubt about that. But we don't want the unresponsible to come right behind the money we spend yeah. and undo. Take them out of there. Yeah. They go in yeah. yeah. But we'll look at that. It's a good suggestion. Good suggestion. Yeah. When when I I went down uh, Freeman Grove Road, I I didn't know that was you. I saw flying down there. <laughs> yes, sir. He'll come to you. Yes, sir. Commissioner yes, Walter. Go ahead. Um, I, I've heard of the discussion there, and um, of course, there's some of the commissioners, maybe Commissioner Thrift, and and um, and maybe all of you have can remember the time when we had issues with um, not four wheelers, but you know, a lot of people with four wheel drive trucks. They were hunting a place to do their 
their truck racing, their mud bogging, and things like that. And that was a a pretty hard um, thing to to try to get past. Um, but a lot of that was being done on private property, and then of course the spoil from those mud pits was winding up on the county roads or state routes. But there's a lot of time and effort. Um, I mean, we've already done discussed uh, one meeting about spending our money for the ADA. And that tells us that we're going to have uh, disadvantaged and handicapped people at these places. And I don't know when they're going to be, and I don't have any idea when the four-wheelers are going to gang up. Uh, in fact, I've got two of them. So I enjoy riding them, but it'll be on private property. But um, I just want to say that we need to, some of our property that we've got from recreation is some of it was given to us at a very good price. Some of it was donated, mm-hmm. um, and we've uh, leased some for a very small amount. So, you know, part of that is taking care of something. So I just want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. I don't got no problems at all with a four-wheeler. Like I said, it's just that let's just take all things in consideration when we make the decision, and that's, uh, that's all I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I think, Mr. Chairman, Commissioner Waller, isn't there 25 acres that was donated with Miller Park? Uh, Commissioner Stevens, I'm not, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Where's it at? Miller Park. Miller Park. I think it was, I think it was 25 acres total that was donated with that one, and we only using about what? Uh, two, four. Can't be that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the piece in the back, Commissioner right. I'm not real sure of, but and I, and I don't know the history on Gill Park. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, Joey, what how was that we bought arrangement? It. We bought it. We 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 paid a uh, reduced value. Reduced value. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. So I mean, you know, what we've got out here is a decision to say um, if we're going to allow some of this, then we probably we're going to have to do more than put an ordinance out there, we're going to have to have a designated spot because when we do say a recreation facility, it's kind of like Commissioner Gillard and I talked about and we saw it. Every time you go down to Homestown Park, somebody's went through where the drain fields are and behind where the septic tank is there at the pavilion and across the uh, basketball court. So. Um, some of them are pickup trucks, but 90% of them are four-wheelers, ATVs or whatever. So, um, you know, it's, it's our money, and we're spending some, some pretty top-dollar money for recreation. And if we're going to continue and do it, that's fine, but we're going to have to look out for our equipment. I'm, uh, just having the grass mowed and the irrigation systems out there, you know, have them tore up. Uh, after we've done spent a bunch of money, it'd be like spending a bunch of money in a school building and going in there and tearing them up. So just want to say I'm not going to have a problem with four-wheelers, but it's going to have to be in a designated area. Mm-hmm. I think we all agree on that, sir. Mr. Real quick, uh, how much, uh, I guess just looking at alternative locations, I guess it, once we send that back to the recreation department, mm-hmm. uh, they might get with, with you, Mr. Brown, about you know, uh, county-owned locations. I don't know how much land we still have by, like, the old airport. Is there anything well, we left got, over there? You know, we, we've <clears throat> bit some of it. Well, all of it's leased 
to uh, Georgia Power in Canoochee, and uh, Coastal Canoochee for emergency prep, and then it's used as a driver's course by Sheriff's Department driving. I, right, I understand. And I mean, emergency, I know Commissioner Thrift, you know, hopefully we don't have any emergencies, but when we do, <laughs> hopefully those emergencies are, are, are short-lived. So e even if we use that particular location, and then if it's an emergency, then, you know, Canoochee uh, and Georgia Power have, have the first right to to use it or refuse. Mr. Chair, just for that, Miller Park is 30, is actually 30 and a half acres. Miller Park in the back, though, Commissioner Stevens, is where we got both wells. And I right. really wouldn't want anything. And, and the, the only other thing back there is, is the wetlands that come around the edge. Right. Mm-hmm. Wetlands with a foiler? Sound like a good time to me. That's a good time. <laughs> good time. <laughs> hey, uh, Commissioner Frazier. Yes, sir. Uh, down off of, um, in, in your district, off of um, Franklin Street, do you know the old oxidation pond? Yeah. Back up in there? Uh -huh. I mean, that. I mean, the city owns that. I mean, right. That's, I don't know how big that is, but that's a you know, pretty large area. That, mm. And there was talk at one time that the about city a, was going to put a, a park back there, so I, I don't know. Right. I, I was hoping that the city was still, you know, considering that. But even I mean, they, they may be. Right. But, but um, I, I know that that's that's a, that's the area that's just, just there. there. I mean, we, yeah, we, we cut it once a month. And it's another area that they have, um, and that's probably in my district, uh, which is off of uh, Davidson Street, around 1st and 2nd <coughs> in, there, in that area. Okay. So we, we we could check with them and see, right? And then mm -hmm. and then, uh, but that don't help the, uh, the folks throughout the county. I mean, they would have to absolutely. They would have Columbus. to come up right. here to do right. that. Call them too. But but you know I I've always believed in the you know if you build it, they come mm -hmm. regardless. Because uh, like I said, the, I know for a fact the location I used to go to in between Atlanta and Augusta, I used to drive for a couple hours just to go there because. You know, I, I was I was one of the safe ATV drivers in Atlanta. <laughs> one of the responsible. Right, and I know I don't know if y'all have noticed in the last 10, 15 years in Atlanta. I mean, there's a lot who just do tricks down I twenty or through the city. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just Google it. All right, well, we'll uh we work with the rec board. Yeah. yeah. I'll make the recommendation best. Oh, Sounds good. So. Uh, we need a motion to approve the, the uh, ordinance as presented by our county attorney. So moved, Mr. Chairman. Second. 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 Any further discussion? Second. Thank you. Chairman, could we put an effective date of July 1st on there? That gives time for notification. Okay. All right. Start with July 1st. All in favor, raise your right hand, please. I'll say aye. Aye. All right. You sure. All right. Uh, in government agreement, SRO. Yes, sir. And before we get to that, I just wanted to mention uh, the handout I provided the, the board just a few minutes ago. Uh, as you know, the legislature kind of regularly amends state law <coughs> governing timber operations. And mm. we've done it again the last <coughs> session or the session before. So it's going to require us to further revise our local ordinance governing timber operations. And so that's just for your reading before our next meeting. We just wanted to bring that to your attention. Uh, with respect to the SR program, uh, we need to get the board's approval for participation in an expanded SRO program. I think most of you have been detailed on it, but if not, 
I think the... We knew it was pending. Yep, the Board of Education, the Sheriff in discussion, and I think the school board would like to expand the resource officer program to not only Liberty High, but to Liberty Elementary and Midway Middle School. Uh, and that will require, I think, the uh, employment of three additional SR officers. I think, it's, I think it's proposed to be increased from one to three to four. Uh, and of course, your only participation in the agreement, which is largely between the Sheriff and the Board of Education, is for budgetary purposes to approve the the budget that might be needed to accommodate the, the expanded SRO program. Mm -hmm. And Kim might better discuss the details, but the, the past formula has been the Board of Education pays roughly two-twelfths of the total cost of the SRO program. Two-twelfths. Ten sorry, excuse me. Uh, and that's largely represented by the salary and benefits of the SRO officers themselves. You have miscellaneous expenses like uh, outfitting the officers with uniforms and equipment, uh, vehicle insurance and vehicles and cell phones. But I, I think the vast majority of the, of the budget is salary and benefits. And so under the proposed agreement, the school board will pay all of the salary and benefits of the SRO <laughs> officers, even though the school will be in session only approximately 10 months out of 12 months of the year. Uh, and the sheriff will be free to assign those deputies to other duties when the school is not in session. And the county's only responsibility will be to pick up the miscellaneous cost. The initial outfitting and equipping will be some initial cost, of course, but the reoccurring expenses are cell phone use, vehicle maintenance, uh, vehicle insurance, and that's largely the, the expenses you're being asked to pick up. Uh, the school board will be responsible for the balance of the cost. And Kim might better tell you what the increased budget would be as a result of that. But again, based on the new formula, your share with respect to each officer will be greatly decreased to include only those miscellaneous items. And so that, that's the request. The program will just be ex expanded to include these additional schools and largely the same terms uh, as exists now with the exception of the budgetary responsibilities for the Board of Education and the Board of Commissioners. Without any increased outlay from the county, am I hearing you? There, there will be an increase because you are expanding the number of officers from Good. one to so, four. So we're giving him, giving him, if we approve, then he's going to hire three more. He's right. not going to already use what he... I don't, I don't know what the sheriff's intention there is if he's going to reassign deputies or hire new ones. I don't know. But is this time sensitive? My understanding yeah. is we're not going to pull deputies from the road or another area, that they would actually hire... Three, three, now, I'm not gonna say that. They may use some that they have to shift in there, but then they would backfill. So basically, yes, you'd need three more people. Um, right now, right now, your school resource officer budget uh, in this year is right over 72,000. The bulk of that is salary and benefit. There's probably, in that 72,000, there might be $4,000 that relates to fuel, cell phone, vehicle maintenance, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so in, in my mind, looking at at least another $210,000 for the, for the salary and benefits, but that does not include the startup, the outfitting, whether... Um, <coughs> guessing maybe $2,000 a piece, you know, just for the initial outfit. Um, and then your, What about the vehicles? Well, and th th that's, the, that's the 
coin toss. We don't have a vehicle. Right. So it will add to the enterprise, if you end up going with the enterprise agreement, it will add to the enterprise fleet agreement because you'll have to have three more vehicles. Um, that's, I mean, I, so, so it may be, if, if you folks do have questions about the budget, again, most of this cost will be covered by the Board of Education, but if you have, you have questions about the budget, it may be best to defer the question to your mid-month. And the only time-sensitive issue uh, my mind, it's not really time sensitive. The, the contract needs to coincide with your fiscal year. So it's best if we have it in place by July 1. So that gives you additional time to consider the budgetary impact. And of course, the practice, I'm sure the sheriff would like to begin to either reassign or recruit officers who might be eligible for SRO and train them in time for the beginning of the school session. So I think July 1 is a, a reasonable, effective date. Kelly, did you say that the board will pay 12? It will be like a 12, 12 and 0? The, the Board of Education historically has paid 10 twelfths. But under 12. the arrangements, they will pay 100% of the salary and benefits. And benefits. And so we'll be responsible. It will be in your budget, but the Board of Education will it's reimburse you. Deal. Yes, sir. We'll reimburse you well, those. It, it, but we will be responsible for those miscellaneous costs, vehicle maintenance, vehicle insurance, equipment and uniform outfitting, uh, cell phone. It's not in your budget right now. I just want to make okay. sure you understand right. that. So the budget that we just did, those three new officers are not part of that budget. So to be additional. Go ahead and support this. We, that's one of the things that you would have to change before you adopt your budget um, at your mid-month meeting. Um, I guess certainly you could amend it if you yeah. didn't include it on June 17th. You could still amend your budget in July to include those three. But I just wanted you to know that those three officers are not in this budget that you just saw. Well, Ms. Kim and Kelly, Joey, what I'm hearing is that the county would actually benefit in two ways. The kids at the school will have a little bit more protection. Is that what we're looking at? Yes, sir. SRO. And then two months out of the year, the Board of Education will continue to pay for these officers that the sheriff's office will be able to utilize any place they want. That's right. Provided that Provided. during those two months, the school doesn't have, have. something specific for them to do. Okay. I'm in. in which I, I actually asked the question, and I'm not sure it was ever answered. I don't know if they have... Uh, during summer school, I mean, they utilize the school resource officer, and I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm, somebody, I thought somebody said that they they flip flop every year. One year summer schools at Bradwell, the next year it's at Liberty. Liberty, then Bradwell. So the school resource well, officer at school. Bradwell is provided by the city, Hinesville, Hinesville. and so I, I don't know how that works <coughs> as far as summer school. Now you said. This program is for protection, and I would agree with you, but I would also think, at least in the elementary and middle school age, at least elementary, that this is another way to help children relationships. build a relationship, yeah. a positive relationship with somebody in uniform. With the popo. So can you give me those schools again? Him. And do they come? <laughs> I know we, they, we, they fund one now, but they only fin uh, fund that person for the Liberty High School. 10 months. Liberty High School because that's when he's at the school. Okay, so they they're not willing to pay for twelve months. Evidently, that wasn't negotiated. Yeah, I mean, not they, this, not 
in this not as it's now, but what they're doing is they do want to yes. pay What's proposed? 12 months yes. on the but three. salary and benefits. They, don't, mm -hmm. they just don't want to include like the cell phone charges and fuel or vehicle maintenance, which isn't it shouldn't material. be that much. Yeah. It, it's, it's probably, I'm going to guess, anywhere from two to $4,000 a year yeah, max. Yeah, max. Max. Um, per officer. Each, yeah. Per officer. But the biggest thing is the initial outfitting and the vehicles. That, okay. What was mind, the it's schools? the vehicles, the biggest thing. You said elementary? Midway Middle. Midway, Midway Middle, Liberty Elementary, and of course they'll continue the presence at Liberty High School. Yeah. And, and I, I, I don't know if the city of Hinesville provides a deputy for the middle schools and the elementary schools inside the city limits, which might be something. I think they do. I, I hadn't seen them. I hadn't seen them at uh, Button Gwinnett, at least when I, the times that I would go over there. It's, it's, it's elementary school, that, though. That, 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 elementary, so they won't do it at elementary? They want to. The city. The city. I, I don't know if they, and I don't know if they have it at Lewis Frazier or in Snelson. Snelson Golden. Snelson is. Snelson and Lewis Frazier. I don't know if they provide one. They used to. I'm not sure if still do. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know if that's in, it would seem odd. It would seem odd that you would only do one middle school and not do it. Yeah, well, certainly. Yeah. I don't know. And I think all of us realize that in this climate that we're in now, man, it's good to have, you know, that yeah, presence well. at the schools outside of certainly to include the uh, familiarity and, and the uh, bond between civilian and the police department, but just having their presence there, just in the climate that we're in now. Yeah. As, as if I were a parent at a middle school, it should give me a level of comfort knowing, a parent of an elementary child, level of comfort knowing that there was someone there. Listen, even what uh, I'm, I'm hearing now, even uh, Rhonda, uh, I won't say gross fault. She mentioned that even during the election, there were some people at the polls that were a little bit testy. Yeah. That their staff didn't feel comfortable dealing with. You know. So, so I can't. I don't know if we can say enough about having presence yeah. of. No, I think all participants in the SRO program will admit that it's a success, and I think they just want to extend that success to additional locations. And the the stated purpose of the agreement is just as you said, Mr. Frazier. It's not only to provide security, to promote and foster a better relationship between law enforcement and the community. Well, your big break. Our, 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 our family members may not be employed there, but somebody's family members are employed there. They will have a high level of comfort knowing that someone is there yeah, on the law enforcement side. Yes. You, you, just, you just never know. Just, uh, but I, I, I understand. You can go to Walmart. <laughs> I understand. But yeah, well, I, I guess my question, Mr. Chairman, is, um, and, and I fully agree with all the benefits, you know, I mean, the, the exposure for the kids and the, and the protection from, you know, between stand between good and evil and, and all that. But why would the, the board um, come all the way almost to the to the end? I mean, they, they, they want it, but they don't they don't want all of it. Well, I, I don't quite understand. Well, that. I, I think uh, throughout the I mean, state, you know, <laughs> the, the SRR program is basically sanctioned by state law. And in most jurisdictions, it is a cooperative effort, uh, you know, the the city or the county, depending on the <coughs> jurisdiction, will share in the funding together with the Board of Education of Resource Officers, recognizing that it's not only a benefit to the school, but to the community, given the, one of the purposes being to foster a better relationship between law enforcement and the community. So I think everybody recognizes it's a win-win for all participants. And so based on that, I think all jurisdictions are willing to participate in funding, some more than others. You know, if, uh, based on the current proposal, the Board of Education seems willing to uh, 
the sheer responsibility for most of the budget, which I think is commendable. Right. It's, a, it's, I, a, it's a break from I the guess, current practice, so it's... I guess my question would be better, better presented to the school board to ask them why why would they want to stop at 95 instead of getting 100? Because, I mean, they, they, they're still not doing the whole thing. Now, now, you know, this, and I know this is live, but, uh, I mean, you know, this is the same school board that put AstroTurf on a baseball field that hadn't won a game since 76. So, you know, money shouldn't be an issue, but anyhow. I'm well, I, th I think they the reason for the increased funding participation by the Board of Education is they recognize that the, the expansion of the program result in some mm -hmm. increased cost to the county, and so I think they wanted to offset as much yeah, as, offering, as they could. Offering the Mr. Right. Chair, I, I will say this. I think this is a great improvement in a way coming back, back from the Board of Education compared to years past, and I think you know where I'm going when the Board of Education used to support the library. Then all of a sudden they quit. At least they might be trying to come back. You know. I believe in that. Huh? Yeah. I said I'm, I'm, I believe in that. You uh, believe they're gonna come back to, to support the library? <laughs> no. no. Okay. <laughs> no. But uh, I know the sheriff know, is know. already. Uh, let's, let's stick to task. Oh, the sheriff is probably already already taking some action and. In reliance on the, the continued agreement, at least with respect to Liberty High. So, if we could probably decide the issue at your mid month, we decide the other budget issues. Right. And uh, that could allow for appropriate. Yeah, planning. we just need a better feel of what that number is. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, if you're, if you're just wanting to know, the, the concept we agree with is just that number. Well, my guess is at least another 210000 that you would have to budget expenses. And then you would also budget offsetting revenue. Um, because if you're just talking about salary and benefits, I'm going to say the salary and the benefits, benefits being you know, health insurance, life insurance, um, <coughs> like a retirement, that kind of thing. I'm going to say 70000 probably per uh, officer is probably a safe, conservative guess. Maybe might not even be that much, but I'm going to guess that you'd have to increase your budget by about 200 and then you would also get that same offsetting revenue. What you don't have in the budget and what you would need to try and figure out is what are they going to drive and how are you going to get that right now. Mr. Brown, let's go back to the uh, enterprise rental. Now, we know that the county just purchased some automobiles. Are they going to get rid of all of those vehicles and keep or uh, what? on the enterprise, because if not, I don't see why the SRO can't drive some of the vehicles that just purchased and we won't have to, the county won't have to purchase vehicles for them. Well, so all that's in the enterprise agreement. Some of those will be, if they were just purchased, they're not due to be traded in then for about three years, mm -hmm. probably as part of that. Um, I, I'm not sure that as we look at the enterprise, if that's going to be that, it's going to cost, but I don't think that's going to be significant enough to make a big difference. I think I think the biggest thing <coughs> in my mind is not that it's big, is just capturing those startup costs: uniforms, outfitting, pistol, car. I mean, pistol, phone, those things. So the enterprise will it'll blend. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Feel better already. Yeah. yeah, you're definitely getting a much bigger bang for your buck, and it's uh, a very beneficial yeah. service. I think. Okay. All right. Well, definitely uh, laid a message to the Board of Education that, that we definitely appreciate their appreciate. participation. 
with this. Mr. Chairman. And we're looking forward yeah. to, to continue this. Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir, Commissioner Waller. I'm sorry, man. Let, let me ask you, uh, have you had you had a request from the chairman of the Board of Education about this? Uh, yes, sir. They presented a, a signed contract, and it just requires the county's approval and, and counterpart. But uh, it's also going to be revised further based on my review and to capture these new changes that we're discussing tonight. But yes, sir, we've had conversations with the sheriff. We've received a copy of the contract signed by the superintendent, and uh, what we're relating to you is, is being conveyed to us by the sheriff. Yeah. We were all aware it was coming. Uh, the, I, yeah, my question was, has, has our school board superintendent had dialogue with our chairman about this? Not directly, no, sir. Only through staff. Well, and, right, and I, I, um, there's nobody wants to save a child's life um, no more than I do, and my wife's a teacher. Uh, but the thing about it is, is it would appear to me that once this happens, that, you know, we ought to have some dialogue with the Board of Education, with you letting us know what's going on here. Um, I'm not and will not vote for something like this tonight, especially after our very first conversation with and his, uh, his other deputies are only needed 11 jailers. So... Um, if the Board of Education wants to totally fund it, cars, uh, insurance, and everything else, that's fine. But you and I both know you sit on the Board of Education, and if a teacher is at fault, it's the Board of Education that's going to catch the brunt of it. And if it's going to be um, a deputy that has an issue with a student or a parent or another teacher or even someone from another county at a ball game, then it's going to come back and, and reflect not only on the sheriff, but it's going to come to us too. So I don't I don't care nothing about voting on this tonight. If y'all want to vote on it, you will. But I, I'm not going to vote on it. I'll abstain before I. There's not enough conversation happened on this yet. He's, he's, and I, I don't want the board to get the wrong impression. I think. The primary conversations have been between the superintendent and the sheriff because they're the mm -hmm. primary parties to the agreement. That's how it's been historically. And so the Board of, Ed Board of Commissioners has brought in the conversation for budgetary purposes for now. But, and the sheriff, I want to say to his credit, has kept the county, the staff, and myself fully informed about the progress of the, the contract. And so I, I don't want to lay fault at anyone's feet. I, I think mm -hmm. the board is being formally involved in the conversation mm -hmm. now because it's the appropriate time mm -hmm. given that the budget is being presented to you, or at least to your This is a good financial well, offer from you. And, and I appreciate that, but we also know, all of us commissioners know that if anyone needs help, it's our administration. And we're trying to do what we can with what we got. It's a needs-based budget right now. And um, and we're going to have to make it like, to stay like that for a while. And, and, and until next year, because, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit up here and and I know y'all ain't either every six months to come up because another constitutional officer wants something. Uh, make their mind up and let's get it over with. But um, that's all I'm going to say about it. You've got the floor, Mr. Chair. Uh, we'll bring it back mid-month. Right. Yes, sir. Okay. Right, just, just one question, Mr. Chair. I'm sorry. 
Oh, uh, do other jurisdictions, <clears throat> uh, for example, like with Savannah, I, I know they, they have uh, SROs over there, but their their cars are marked differently than, you know, Chatham County or what it, I think they, they merge now, whatever the case whatever is. Whatever it is. Yeah. Their uh, school resource officers have their own particular cars. Are those cars funded by the city of Savannah or the, or the uh, Chatham County, or are they funded by the Board of Education? The reason why, I, I guess you see where I'm going with that. Because, I mean, I kind of like what Commissioner Gillard said. I mean, if they're going 95 down 95%, I mean, how bad do they purchasing of the, of the vehicles, you know, I, I don't I don't see why why not. And at least all the vehicles could be uniform, you know, from from the schools in, in the city of Hinesville and also the schools in outside of Hinesville where they just have their own particular, you know, school resource officer vehicles. Or is that too much to ask? I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I made a note we can certainly check. Yeah. And Mr. I can get that out before okay. the mid-month. And Mr. Chairman, I, I too, uh, whenever you bring back the, um, the budget for those three, and I assumed there was going to have a floating one because you only said three schools. Three schools. Right, I guess they so, have so that we totally. And then somebody supervising them and also floating. So almost like another department of it, SROs. Well, we so, have a department and SROs. And it's just right now there's only oh. one. And it's always been one for a very mm -hmm. long as I've been here. It's been, it's been one. Right. And so whenever you bring that back, I also want to know what we've already given the Sheriff's Department since January 1st, including what we did with those 11, and now, and then we, there were some more in his budget, and now three more. So I want to know all those numbers or what we've actually given to that department, no doubt. I'm all about safety in the schools or anywhere else you may go in Liberty County. But there's also somewhere you got to draw the line, and, and you can't give it all at one time. Yeah. And he may have to pull, uh, if he really wants to do it, is pull three from somewhere else and put them in there. Because, you know, this, yeah. this is getting kind of ridiculous to me, that, that every time we come up here, the department is wanting more employees or more officers. Is this 100%? Funded by the Board of Education? No, not, the, not these three. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry? So since January. Since January. Additional 17 positions. An additional 17 positions. So these three more. Would be 20, 20 since January in six months. Right, and they're, you know, I, I don't know. Five, five, five months. Five months. Five months. Five. I don't know that I could vote on that and put it on the back of taxpayers' money continuously. You know, um, I, I think that they could be covered, that resource could be covered by pulling employ, uh, officers from out of that 17 that we've already approved. That's, see, we need to have that dialogue with the chairman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that are set to be approved, you have a list. And, and 
there are some slight oh that's right yeah mm -hmm. in the budget mm -hmm. but that that's where the dialogue needs to come in with our chairman I have and, and you know and just say hey you know we've mm -hmm. given you these already and and now you're I need three more you're out there signing a contract and you haven't come before us for you know to let us know how much it is and you more it is like 1% of our you know now if so, I'm not mistaken I'm not, and we're gonna move on for that right now if I'm not mistaken when they came was that not part of their PowerPoint the, the, the idea by adding the I know there's been some discussion by adding the SROs I remember that yeah, it was yes. in their budget, yeah. and we took it out, yeah. and well, now they're back wanting it again well, under a different. We didn't take it Person out. presenting. What you did is you identified. We had more questions about it, you, you and we still do. A number <laughs> yeah. That you were going to approve, mm -hmm. but knowing that once you say okay, you get you know I'm just using it for example, you get three more, and even though you might say okay, they're they're three deputies or their three road officers or their three narcotics, they can put them wherever they want. That's right. You're exactly so right. The I understand. That was presented, mm -hmm. there were some more positions. That's all I'm reminding. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so the only, have in there set. So, Mr. Chair, the only thing I got, last thing I'm going to just say on this one is the only good part about, percentage part of this one is the Board of Education will be paying greatly most of the bill. It'd be good if they would back mm -hmm. up and pay some mostly of the one we already approved. <laughs> well, this if is the dialogue was there. Am I right, Mr. Chair? Well, now, I want to make that clear. The, right. the, the new contract covers all four SR officers, so even the one that you've already, quote-unquote, budgeted, all of, all of the salary benefits for that officer will also be paid by the Board of Education. So. The formula, the formula will be applied to all SRO officers, uh, including the one that's currently assigned to Liberty High School. Okay. But only three of them at, in any given day, only three of them is going to be actually at the school, and then there's one floating. He could be out at the jail. I personally don't have I information on that, but I'll, I'll confirm those matters with the sheriff. But that's my understanding as well. That's just another body. This is a better that's right. I agree with that. But he could... He, 12 months of salary and benefits versus Nine 10, 12. 10, 12. That's just a way to me of getting three new employees. only like four or $5,000. This is a better reimbursement deal well, he than can, what you currently have. Yeah. It's not the best, and I agree with you. I, think, I, I don't understand why they can't call it. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, well. I just text my school board rep and ask them, have they ever considered campus police? That take care of all the schools and everything else that they want. Yeah, I mean, and their own uniforms and don't they have uh, Savannah State got a police I team? Don't they, they have their own? Colleges some do. Bigger, I, I, bigger I, I, cities. I think, they have the, their own. I think the issue with uh, with that per se is a security guard, whatever. right? Top flight. But I, I think the issue with that is uh, whenever you're looking at the certifications, everything to truly become of you know a, a department. Mm -hmm. uh, but now, and like you said, if, even if we look at and the increase in our population in Liberty County, you know, it, it might not look like it's needed today, but you know, 10 years from now, they we're gonna have more elementary schools. We're gonna mm -hmm. have to have more middle schools and and hopefully we just combine and have one huge high school so we can start winning some games again. Well, I, just, I, mean, I got I, that. That's what? Why I asked the question, why would you only put a school resource officer 
at Midway Middle and you wouldn't have one if it was Fraser and Snell's and Golden. That, that to me, is, is I, 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 Like, why wouldn't all I of the schools have Right, I, I right. totally agree. Yes, so. I agree. But we don't know if the, if the city's there or not. Yeah. I think so that why, was why just a but, county one? What they're asking for from you is a better deal than what you currently have. Right. Thank you. Let's stop right there. And uh, you will get the other questions answered. You bring the numbers back to us. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Okay. And we'll take it from there. And we'll get the information in advance of your mid-month. We appreciate it. That was a lot of questions, Mr. Davis. Science, and I didn't see a pen in your hand right now. Oh, I'm getting older, but my mind is so sharp. I've got it. You're going to look at this. Yeah, and all its fails, I'll usually there email Joey go. and ask what the questions were. So. All right. Thank, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Good to see you. Contract EMS. Hadn't seen you in a while, Kelly. Don't, don't let us run you off. <laughs> Mr. Um, Chairman, I know it's been briefly mentioned about uh, EMS transition that's going to happen over here. In fact, it's uh, September 1st. Um, w without getting into a full display on that, which I'll uh, be glad to do probably for your mid-month, uh, it is expected to transition back over to the county September 1st of this year. In anticipation of that, uh, we've been going through a, a full review of everything, uh, staff and the committee. Uh, that you and Ms. Thrift set on uh, on behalf of the board for the EMS operation to be looked at. Um, so we will be transitioning approximately 25 people over here uh, in September. That's about a direct split between part-time and full-time as currently exists. Uh, part of the operation that we need to go ahead and get ramped up in anticipation of the first is to go ahead and engage a billing service. Uh, it's currently the one that's being used by the hospital. They're doing very well. They only do EMS uh, billing. They're, they're a national company that does that. You have before you a contract with them, EMSMC. Uh, they actually provide uh, four basic services and, you know, obviously have had a chance to look at this agreement a little bit, preparing and doing the initial and secondary claims for bills. Uh, they do routine collection efforts, which includes uh, uh, several notices to that. Uh, they issue up to three statements to do that and then referring counts to an outside billing agency if necessary. Now, they don't do collections beyond that. That would be uh, for, the, for us and the board to pursue if those accounts are collectible and we deem collectible. Um, I, I don't have to tell you that part of that operation or a main part of the operation is Medicare Medicaid billing. So we have to also go ahead, once we engage this contract, this company will help us start that process because the Board of Commissioners will actually be the provider of EMS services and as such has to have a Medicaid, Medicare billing number. Uh, that takes at least 90 days to get. So if there's anything that defers us beyond September 1st, most likely it would be that. So it's crucial we go ahead with that September 1st date and engage this contract with these folks to help walk us through that. Uh, the other thing we've got to get going is EMS licensing transfer, and we have got to spin up call for that tomorrow too with the state to talk about how that is going to happen. But all that plays in to these folks helping us get what we need to have in place in order to go live September 1st to do that. So that's what's before you tonight. There will be several other follow-on parts as we walk through the licensing and things like that that will come in the next 90 days, uh, but this is the first part of that. Would that mean an additional... Uh, employee coming on the for, for the financial side. Well, so what actually um, you talking about in finance in right. here? No, sir, because they'll do all the billing and all the collections. Okay. The, they take the money, deposit it straight into the account, 
that we set up for them to put it in. We provide them with the account number and everything, and they, they do the collections and drop it in. Uh, there is one administrative person at EMS. So real quickly what happens is paramedic gear goes in the field. He traps the data on the call. Uh, on the patient, uh, pertinent information is needed to do the billing. It goes into one of their software programs automatically in the field on an iPad. It's brought back in then. The billing clerk with EMS double checks the field data to make sure it's accurate before she pushes the button and submits it into their program uh, for, for a bill to be generated. So that is the only staff person that's involved with that billing process to do that. Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Joey, the, the, so the, the entire staff not right Right today, they're uh, employees of the Liberty County Hospital Authority. Yes, sir. Um, are all of them planning to come over? I mean, it's... As far as we know, Commissioner Gear, we, we actually have a meeting with them at 8.30 in the morning. Okay. Uh, we wanted to bring this before you, and uh, as part of the budget process, uh, we've got an amount built in there uh, to um, for the uncollectible, basically the expense above the revenue. EMS, not a money maker. Um, it's patient mix right now. In fact, I was just looking at that again. The patient mix based on the history is about 39% Medicaid, 18% Medi uh, Medicare, 39%, Medicaid, 18%, commercial insurance, about 25%, and self-pay, 17%. So uh, there, there are a large number of write-offs. Um, some of those are uncollectible based on the pay or um, uh, whether it's Medicaid or Medicare, some of those you, you can't pursue any further under certain conditions. So the difference in your budget uh, right now that's out there is roughly about $725,000, this, this booked in there. That's something the hospital has been carrying over the last several years. And if you remember a little bit of the history, had come to us and said, hey, look, in that agreement you guys struck with us by handshake in 92, it's worked pretty good, except mm -hmm. that, except that um, you, you know, it, it's become more of a challenge for us running a hospital and running that operation. Um, it fits better in the public safety sector, we, we think, too. And I can be quiet for, we'll be but quiet it's, for it's, a minute. It's, the it's been with the hospital authority uh, since the 92 since 92 92 it moved over and it moved over Commissioner Gear because they had at that time uh, Medicare Medicaid billing companies weren't that advanced mm -hmm. uh, but we knew that they ran those operations over there they were doing some of those billings uh, Diana Reed in fact was a sole employee we had trying to do Medicare Medicaid and all collections out of a trailer mm -hmm. uh, down by the old hospital so it was transferred to the hospital for, for that and to um, really, I don't say we use the term draw business to the hospital, but it was more cohesive mix at that time. Much has changed now with okay. the hospital operation and with EMS. So um, there, there, it, it will be a process moving forward that we'll outline for you as far as the game plan and the team. Um, and I'll, I've got a presentation I want to be able to give to y'all to do that and talk talk offline okay. with y'all. So. Joey, got a question, Mr. Chairman. Uh, you said about 25 of them. Are, are there going to be a rehiring process, or will they come over and keep uh, the benefits that they have from the hospital? Would it merge over to the Liberty County Board of Commissioners, or what? So part of what we've been examining as a, as a work team and as a staff internally with us in the hospital have been payables, financials, uh, HR, 
uh, mix of benefit plans to do that, and some of that will be what we discuss with them tomorrow. Uh, your first question, th th they will not, if they have completed a probationary period with the hospital, they won't start a new probationary period over here. If they're still on a probationary period with the hospital over there, they will continue that probationary period through our period. But in looking at the mix there, though, um, we I don't believe there's anybody that is still under a probationary period unless they were just hired, you know, in the last 30 days or so. I mean, my point, I know this is recorded, but I'm going to say it like I want to say it. Sometimes you bring over the good and the bad. Well, but they won't go through. That's the way um, I'm saying it. Yes, sir. Yep. They won't go through a rehiring process over here. Um, one of the biggest challenges with EMS in the region, and I know you're aware of this, is that right, right now it's about half full time, half part -time. part time. That's that's not uncommon from what we're seeing in in our some of our neighboring counties and communities, and in fact, even experiencing as far as Midwest and North Georgia, because uh, we've done some research up there. The, the challenge is to compete heavily enough, just like with firemen, you want us to be primary. We want to be primary. It was that way one time. Right. And, and the migration happened out. Now we've got to get them back in. Primary. Saying that, Commissioner Stevens, our goal is to retain every one of those that we can right now. As because primary. Period. As because primary. we're short. Because the reason why I'm saying primary, because when we have stones, they are obligated someplace else to be there, Liberty County could be left empty-handed. The same thing that I expressed with the hiring of the firefighters. Exactly. They have to be primary to Liberty County. They can work someplace else, mm -hmm. but Liberty County is their primary home whenever there's unnecessary or undue weather is coming. Right, so, so, so uh, right now uh, it takes about 28 folks uh, to be able to uh, work four units on the road mm -hmm. all the time, 24 hours a day. We don't have enough full-time people to do that right now. So what's important for us right now on our analysis is to keep every warm body we got working. Uh, we were down to uh, less than that this weekend, as a matter right. of fact. Because actually uh, three, three units was at the shop when I passed by over the weekend. Yeah, we didn't have enough staffing to run for. <coughs> Mr. Chair, just a quick. Mr. Brown, uh, I know a, a couple of years ago uh, I mentioned about insurance and, and us looking at reaching out to, like, the Board of Education, City of Hinesville, and Hospital. Uh, do, do you think that that's something that we could uh, look back at to try to get the best? for our book for insurance so an insurance in the, in the insurance market there there's not more power in people it's just the mix and so we did reach out um we reached right, out with, with to humana we with, reached out with to the senior group what you're talking about with, with the mix with you're talking about the employees well the board of education is under state health insurance plan right. so there's no mixing with them gotcha. uh, they're out they're out of thing uh the hospital is a self-insured with a, a hospital type insurance that goes there uh the cities with currently shopping the market again but they were with humana so when we went back we talked with after that we talked with humana we talked with blue cross mm -hmm. we talked with one other provider and said look if we put more people in the game does that make the rates better and they said absolutely not no it's about who's in the game, their histories, their um, claims. their claims, and their risk. 
their risk factors that are involved. So just having a larger number in the insurance industry. And, and the hospital right. folk actually made it worse because they use the doctors more. Got you. Yeah, yeah there's more <laughs> claims paid out. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but we did look at it. We did, yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, so this yeah. is the billing contract. So, so it's, a first, it's, it's the first step in what will be a growing period, uh, a, a challenge period for, for staff and for commission and uh, for folks to be able to get the level of EMS service that that uh, that you want. Hospital's done a great job. I don't take away from that. Mm -hmm. um, th they have a, a lot of irons in the fire related to hospital work. Uh, that has significantly changed uh, since 1992. Mr. Brown, let me ask you one question. Yes, sir. You've already, this has already been mentioned to the employees? No, sir. In the morning. In the morning at 8.30. In the morning, and the, but, but we're here now. We are because we had to get your budget. You know, I'm just saying we're here now. The billing piece here. Huh? Just the right, but, but no, but it was what he said, you know. If, if, you, did, if, if you didn't want to move <laughs> forward, I wasn't going to meet with him at 8.30. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. you, you, you were the first stop. Gotcha. I just want to make sure you, you were covered. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You guys are the first stop. I got you now. Yeah. This is the you need a motion on this, Mr. Chairman? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Chairman, I make a motion that we accept the uh, <clears throat> contract with EMS. Uh, converting over to Liberty County for collection, is that what that? Yes, there would actually be a billing service agreement. Billing service. EMSMC, yes, sir. Okay. Yes. Second that motion. Motion and second that we accept the contract proposal by Mr. Brown, EMS, and the management consultant. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand. We'll make that move. How about it, Commissioner Wallen? He done dozed off. He gone? <laughs> oh. mm. Liberty Independent Troop Park? Yes, time sir. for that again? Yes, sir, it is time for that again almost. It actually renews in August, but uh, that is before you. The lease is unchanged. Um, still mm. with the trustees of Liberty Troop there. <sighs> Excuse me. Okay. So it's just a, it's, a renewal. It's, it's Commissioner Jones brought, brought up the task on that. Uh, so uh, Liberty Independent Park, uh, the majority of it does not belong to the county. It actually belongs to Liberty Independent Troop, which is a, uh, Josh helped me with the history there a little bit. I'm going to walk out on the, oh, on the Facebook on that. Uh, yeah. Not revolutionary, but uh, it was a troop that was formed uh, during a war period, okay? Uh -huh. I, I know my, my, Google, my Google is just working a little slow, but I got you back. Give me one second. Okay. <laughs> That's when I was right, right up there. So, so the part, actually they started letting the recreation department many, many years ago take off pieces and start using it for recreation. Uh, they have indicated a desire at some point in time uh, to be able to transition that to county ownership. Uh, unfortunately, what happened is a, a lot of the old members that were on there are no longer with us. Mm -hmm. And so they are trying to reorganize a little bit. Uh, to get that task accomplished. So we continue to just lease it from them uh, for $8,000 a year, which is pretty reasonable. And I think that's really what the reference was made for, you know, a, a reasonable price for use. For many, many, many years we didn't pay anything for it. I think only as recent as maybe four years Something ago like or five years ago, we started paying $8,000 a year. I like the big yeah, yeah. It's not ours. <laughs> I think one day it will be. 
Yeah. yeah. That's some prime property right It now. is. You need a motion, Ms. Chair? Yes, ma'am, I need a motion. Yes, sir, I make a motion that we approve the lease agreement with Liberty Independent Troop. Second. Second. Mr. Jones, you good? Yes. Okay, all right. All in favor will say aye, raise your right hands. Aye. Aye. Gary, you didn't tell him to say aye. He's better. Aye. <laughs> Administrative report. Yes, sir. I'll move it real quickly, but answer any questions along the way that you need me to. Uh, first thing is uh, just the capital projects, which you're aware of, that are, are active right now. Uh, the Miller Park uh, fire station, as you know, is under design. We're waiting on a preliminary to come back for you all to look at and be able to offer comments on. Uh, the public works facility, I did receive some information um, plat this week, as a matter of fact, from Mr. Long on that that shows the new land uh, proposed to be uh, purchased there. In order to accomplish that, that's been transmitted uh, last week to, um, to the landowner. So uh, they will take that to their board and come back to us on that. Midcoast Tea Hangers, we have a pre-construction meeting on that project next week to get that kicked off. Uh, the 119 freight connector crossed a huge threshold this past week and it received environmental clearance wow. from the Federal Ooh. Highway Administration. That has been the hold up yeah. for a long time. So now that project will progress. It's due to start acquiring right away uh, in fiscal year 22 of the state, which begins, as y'all know, July. So uh, during that period, right away will start, probably take 18 months to acquire all the right away in that. Construction is proposed for 2024 fiscal year, which is really just two years away, which isn't okay. too bad. Uh, so that's moving on. The Head Start Center, I'll show you a picture of in just a second. It's making great progress. And then EMS Station 2, um, you saw, I think, that layout in um, that's th basically a uh, ability to hold an expanded crew. It'll hold four ambulances in there, going back to what Commissioner Frazier had suggested was not definitely not to underbuild that station. Uh, and it has an office in there also. So that is going into some design, preliminary design now, too, to be ready to... Uh, for y'all to take a look at. Joey, on that uh, freight connector, do, um, I've, I've never seen the, the 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 plans or the drawings for that. Do, do you have those? I do. Yeah, uh, a guy asked me today, um, and, and let's say you, you get on it coming back this way on, on the eastern, on the other side of the, the railroad track, the overpass, um, and he was saying, and let's say, and you get off of it, down in Walthamville, and he was asking me, um, I mean, it made perfect sense after he mentioned it to me, that if you um, had a, a spur off of that to get off somewhere around, let's say, um, in Hinesville, say out by Lewis Frazier School. But if not, if it's just, you know, you get on it down there and you get off it down there, if you live in Hinesville, if you're trying to bypass the traffic, then you get off in Walthamville, you got to come back this way. So do you know if, and I'll get with you to, so you can show me the drawings. It does not. It's a limited it access road. And, and the only piece that's really, really being built as part of that, you know, is is that piece at the Liberty County line that runs down to um, beyond Bacon and Church. Bacon and Church. Mm -hmm. Just beyond Bacon and Church. So it's not really a large bypass. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. well, that, that, yeah, it's that not really a large bypass. That's, that's phase, we call it phase I, I, one. That, this is phase one. That, I, I don't need to see it. I already saw it when you said that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we hope that the phase two will maybe have something like what you just Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it, it wouldn't make sense to get on it down there by the um, Leroy Kofa somewhere. Mm -hmm. 
and then got to go all the way to Parker's and then come back to come back, long, to, come back to Longhorn. Yeah, yeah you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is that actual phase two route. Yeah, that phase two. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is that Head Start building, uh, so you can see the the concrete walls going up around it, uh, being done in sections. Um, but they are making great, great progress, and don't have not indicated any problem with materials delivery or anything related to COVID or the backlog, which is great. Yeah. Uh, just a few other things we're working on. Putting together a presentation, as Kim mentioned when she was earlier, the Treasury Department came out with an initial set of, of guidelines. Uh, they, they still have that under a public comment period, but we're going to go ahead. We've been doing some things with ACCG, GMA, gathering everything we can on it to uh, finalize a PowerPoint for you to look at, and then you'll need to follow that up with a planning session, okay? Because Treasury makes it real clear in their guidance that it's a go-forward plan that you should establish uh, to last you through 2024. So we'll carry you through that process, let y'all decide what that plan will be. Uh, we're, we're trying to vet everything we can. Keep in mind, I think what's, what's a little bit scary about this is this one's guided by Treasury, and one thing's for sure, there's not a reach out person at Treasury that you can call and say, hey, listen, we're thinking about doing this with that. Is it okay? They're gonna catch that in an audit and then you're just gonna return the money. And, and so there is a quarterly reporting period uh, on that money. And so it's important you lay a plan out and that, it, that it, you feel real good that Treasury is going to uh, bless that plan. There is no way to send it to Treasury and get their pre-approval. Uh, so we're gathering all the information we can. We got a book going and we'll share everything we got with y'all. So we continue to gather data on that. I'll let Mr. Mosley talk about the summer youth just real quickly. Um, we have, we send uh, applications, appeal to uh, students to apply. We had about 27 students to apply. We narrowed it down at 15 slots. Uh, we interviewed the students all in various places in about uh, three weeks ago. We sent letters out to the students who did not apply. And Mr. Howard shared with me uh, in the casual conversation. He said, we, were, we, were, we didn't have some, enough students. He said, send some of the students over to us. So we sent uh, the information to uh, him. And uh, we are scheduled to meet on next week uh, with the students to do orientation. We'll meet with the department heads. Uh, we reached out to the department heads who want to participate. We had about nine different department heads participate. Some will take one, some will take four, uh, like Jimmy in the recreation department. And uh, we've asked them to come up with some ideas so we can give the students uh, ideas ahead of time in terms of what would be, what would be the expectations and what would be the job responsibilities. And then beginning the week of the 14th, uh, they will commence with us with two days of just uh, ideas, creativity, things about the future. And then, we'll, then the subsequent Mondays, we'll do additional training with them. And hopefully we can do a field trip uh, one Friday during that five week. And on that last uh, Friday, we're hoping the chairman would join with us and we have a graduation ceremony with them. Okay. Sounds good. They've done a great job with that. We were, we were lucky enough to be asked to uh, participate in the, in the interviews uh, a week or so ago, and, and that was humbling uh, to be able to see those, those young people in there. Uh, Kelly presented that timber ordinance tonight. Uh, for y'all to look at. We'll put that on the mid-month. We've talked about the transition plan. J just a quick update uh, as far as COVID goes. The governors did extend that order. Again, it was due to expire on May 31st, or did expire on May 31st. He extended it till June 28th in there. Um, couple of things off the health website this morning. 
uh, that we'll report on some more tomorrow on Facebook. But 17% of our population has received partial vaccines and 14% full. Now, what I understand from talking this morning to somebody though about that is those do not include folks that were vaccinated on Fort Stewart. Uh, so uh, th those numbers are probably a little higher, a little higher than that. But I think a little bit troubling is our transmission rate that needs to be below 100 has climbed uh, since we met last time from about 107 all the way to 163. Mm. And anything over 100, obviously you can, you could do a mass mandate for. So not suggesting that, but that's been our, our gauge. That's been our indicator mm -hmm. uh, is that transmission index. So a little bit troubling that it is climbed and those don't reflect uh, the, the most recent holiday. Joey, now when you, you said uh, the percentage that's been vaccinated, that, that includes everybody in Liberty County or at a certain age. People are, that would include anybody that's been vaccinated that's been reported to the Department of Public Health. Right, but I'm talking about the percentage of the population. Correct. It's all of Liberty County, all 65,000, 70,000. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Brown, while you're at it, um, could you explain the procedure for attendance of meetings due to COVID as of right now? For yes, those sir. who are listening. Again, uh, and we'll talk about it again when we do our presentation, uh, and we put a special air tonight as far as public hearing goes. Uh, the transmission rate index has kind of been the guide we've been using. I think when we looked at it a couple weeks ago, at least I was in hope that, that it was down to around 105, that it might drop below that and might come back in and say, hey, look, it's down. Let's, can we reopen everything? Um, but right now, as you're aware, the meetings are only open to folks that have items on the agenda. Anything that's dealing with a public hearing, uh, we, this reason we continue to do the Facebook and we'll continue to do that and monitor those so that we can stop and answer those questions for those folks. All right. And your, your order, uh, because the state emergency is in requiring masking county buildings is still applicable. Mask and temperature checks. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, just double, Mr. Chairman, if I could, one more thing to mention. I, I received a call, I'm not sure um, if any of y'all did related to the discharge of firearms in a residential area. Yes. Oh, Lord. yes. Um, so I, I look back, actually checked several counties, um, found that most do have some form of ordinance that is either related to the zoning, our zoning type, mm -hmm. or is related to discharge of a firearm within so much proximity to a residence period, uh, regardless of zoning types. So I didn't know what the board's desire. You want us to look a little further and get with Mr. Davis and draft something for consideration, think about it, but just want to make you aware that there are some others that have that if it's something that you want. I would have thought Please we had do. one. Yeah. Please do look at it. I would have Please. thought we had yes, sir, one. We, we don't have anything on our books concerning oh discharge of firearms. Right next to me residential area. Yeah. yeah, let's play catch yeah. that real quick. With, with the increase of, of growth and subdivisions. Yeah. We'll continue to do that. Yeah. No. Hey, Commissioner Jones, sir, about responsible and not responsible. Some people aren't responsible. <laughs> <laughs> responsible. responsible. Joe, you was on that 76 base, baseball team, weren't you, that won the championship? Yeah, I remember. I, I was at that game. I, you only struck out twice. But I'm wondering why that came up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brown, one, one, yeah, I, I struck out. Joey, one thing, maybe I missed it. You started off with the Miller Fire Station. <clears throat> Did you have anything 
So where are we exactly now with the Miller part? We're waiting on the design. We are waiting mm -hmm. on design, and I, and I didn't bring this up earlier, but Mr. Long was here over the ADA improvements, mm -hmm. and so what he's going to go back and do now is, is after he got the board direction, he'll finish up that design uh, on those things that incorporate that with the park. Okay. And you know that they are putting up the playground equipment down there. Yes, sir. Yeah. Good. And of course, you, I know you have it on your middle notes anyway, looking for the property for the Board of Elections. I do. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Uh, can you get the mosquito control to give us a, like a route when he's in our area? Like, I think you do that every year, but if you'll remind him or send us an email. I will. So when people ask when the mosquito trucks come by my house. Well, it's, you know, <laughs> so, so right you now that's an easy, kind of an easy answer because they don't. Um, because they, the, the numbers, the number counts aren't up. Mm -hmm. We haven't had the rain. We don't have the mm -hmm. mosquito population. So they haven't started spraying? No, ma'am. But I will get him to maybe get him to do a presentation for you, a short one, give you those mm -hmm. number counts by district. And yeah. definitely we can get you the routes because they, they won't change. Make sure yeah. he can tell us about the day. I know it's Wednesday. It's a certain area, but I need to know another area. But I'll be glad to follow up with that. All right. Ribbon cutting for Dorchester Friday at 12 noon. Yep. Package. And then State of the County address. Thank y'all so much for agreeing to attend on June 24th, 12 noon at the Performing Arts Center. That'll be, be a great time for us. Mr. Chairman, you and I need to get together on the right. Okay. And Mr. AC called and I was going to give him your email. Okay. He's got my number, not me. Okay. All right. All right, is that all for the good of the order? All right. Chair, I'm a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. 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 All in favor. All right. Thank you, Commissioner Walden. He's gone. He's been gone, man. He's been gone? <laughs> Separate time. I thought he came back one time. He came back one time.